Hey, what's happening, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Supermercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music, sometimes with three people in the same room. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. And as Carl astutely alluded to, we are joined here with our third brother, Marty Brueggemann. Marty, thanks so much for joining what us. What up? Thanks for having me, guys. So glad to be back on the show. It's, it feels this, like it's been a while. Th- it has been a while, and this is really exciting. The first three-way show-and-tell episode in the Super Mercado Brothers podcast You know that history. I'm happy Yay. about that. Uh, and Carl, you know exactly why I'm Because you hate that. picking tracks. I don't hate it. It's just very <laughs> stressful for me. It's funny. Earlier, you're like, oh, I hate it. And then you're like, no, I really like it. I, I mean, it's really, really stressful, but I, I really like it. <laughs> well, I'm always proud of the uh, playlist that I bring in, but it's always yeah. like a lot Down of to the wire. Well, I've got to say, as a longtime listener of the show... Uh, it's. Uh, I'm having a little bit of a fanboy moment. Yeah. Because. Uh, yeah, I think girl I've been moment a, even. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's more appropriate. That's more accurate. So um, just as, for my as we typically, he's do, your older brother. You so can't for tease our, him. For ever, so this is show and tell 21, which is. Can we just say, wow? Can you guys believe it's We're 21? We're like legal of age. We have yeah. to say that every time. Um, yeah, so I can for believe the, it because we haven't done one of these in like six months or something. I know it's crazy, but for the twenty previous installments of this, it was me and Will. We each picked in like nine or ten tracks that the other person hasn't heard, and that's what we're doing today. Marty has brought in six tracks. I've brought in six. Will's brought in six. Neither of the other uh, two have and heard. There's no these. stylistic correlation. We were all free to choose any music mm-hmm. um, that yeah, from any era, just video Scouts game music honor. that we. Hadn't heard before or that we wanted to share on the podcast. Right. um, Usually it uh, just because we're brothers, it ends up being a very vicious competition of who has the better playlist. Thus, it's going to be interesting today. Yeah. And um, so, okay. One reason I was excited for today's episode is because the playlists are a little bit more eclectic than something like the last few weeks where it's been just kind of the same palette for the entire hour. Sure. So I'm looking forward to some eclecticism. Well, Marty had a play and track. What was that play and track, Marty? That was actually from a game called Cut the Rope Magic. Did you guys oh, ever play yes. any oh, of the no kind of games great. on mobile? That's cool. Uh, I love those games, and they've always had, even from the beginning, a really fun kind of cartoon-inspired tone. Their most recent games, including this one, Cut the Rope Magic, uh, the music was taken care of by uh, this Russian studio called oh. Scene Art Media. Um, and wow. on their website, they have a roster of all their composers, but they have not shared uh, specific crediting. But hmm. this comes from the menu theme of the game. There's sort of like a world map. Oh, neat. And um, yeah, I, I love it. feels Very like it's, it's kind of combining almost like uh, production, orchestral oh, yeah. production music with, sure. with Public a domain. video game kind of sure. Nintendo sense. Carl, are you making fun of my diction? Not really. I just sometimes when people say neat, I just find it funny and cute. So well, I didn't say neat. I said neat. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the harder the T, the more plosive the, cuter the T's, it is. the better. All right, so I'm going to get things rolling now here with my first pick of the day. Uh, and there's going to be one more orchestral track. Well, I did say last week I was looking forward to some non-orchestral music, but one more orchestral track. Uh, from you, at least. From me, at least. And I have no idea what you guys are going to do. I'm really excited for both you guys to hear this. So this is a game I'd never heard of before. I believe it's a mobile Final Fantasy game. Recently Ooh. came out. It's called Final Fantasy Brave XVS. Oh my gosh. No, I, I, I'm not familiar with Never that. heard of it. Never heard of it? Okay, cool. Really cool soundtrack by a composer I'm not familiar with either. Gentleman by the name of Noriyasu Agamatsu. And I'm going to play a track called Duel, all caps with two exclamation points, Ooh. from Final Fantasy Brave XVS. Here we go. Here we go. 
All right, guys. So wow, starting Carl. it with a bang. Thanks. Oh my gosh, that okay, was guys, amazing. Okay, guys, can I just go home? I I want to. <laughs> yeah, tap well, out. we were both saying oh, we we really should tap out. Guys, this when I excellent. when I first heard the soundtrack, I stumbled upon it, and, and I heard this track. I was just like, ha 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 ha. Martin I mean, Willer gonna eat this. This is almost reminding up. me of the first time hearing music to Gravity, Gravity Rush. Rush. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely really really wanted to present this to make a case to try to spotlight on this soundtrack. I think that would be a blast. Oh, so. well, what yeah. I love is the melody is so theme. pure and immediate. It's like a great sort of folk melody or something. Or like it reminds me of like Kirby early song. NES kind of a melody. Like, well, yeah, like Kirby. well, here's what's great about it. I think Marty mentioned this when we were playing it. The melody is so pure and so beautiful. The synth works really well. Yeah. And the production is the great. And what I'm really excited is that this is all real stuff. Like, I'm not right. hearing a lot of sequenced virtual instruments. And it sounds like a pretty large orchestra. And. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly why, but it, it doesn't sound like a lot of the, the Japanese recorded orchestras that I'm used mm. to hearing for video games. So yeah. I don't know anything about the this production. but And I don't know anything wow, about this game, but apparently they had a Everyone nice budget. Involved. Yeah, this like is it. amazing. God, that part there with that like blues kind of It really feels run. like NES music brought to light because that's the kind of thing uh, we're you know, infusing a more classical sound sure. with a rock sound. Yeah, it's like something that you guys talk about a lot, which is, is like what is the heritage of video game mm -hmm. music? Like what what's unique to to that music in terms of the character? Right. This is great because it's symphonic and it say has synthesizers and drum elements, but yeah. it has nothing to do with Hans Zimmer or Brian See, this Tyler is my favorite thing. Like I, I like this format where for, for example, if it's one of my tracks, I just want to hear your guys' reaction. I don't really, I don't <laughs> have much else to say. I love this. God. Like this is why I picked it because I think it's so great. So I'm excited to hear your guys' reaction. All right. Now we're going to move on to Will. Uh, well, <laughs> well, this is going to be kind of hard to follow, but let's, let's wipe our plates clean. Um, Got and it. I, I really wanted to, due to just the time of this episode coming out, I wanted to play some music from the brand new Zelda. And so I'm going to end with that. Uh, but I'm actually going to bookend my playlist with Zelda music. And the first thing that I'm going to play is a track from Link Between Worlds. Good call. Uh, when we were doing our handheld episode a few weeks ago... Um, Carl had sort of assigned me to uh, investigate some music from that series because he knew mm -hmm. that I played the game. And I I just so enjoyed um, going back through that soundtrack again and rediscovering all of this incredible music, uh, more than we were able to play. So uh, mm -hmm. I really got a kick out of the music that plays when you go into the milk bar in this game. A Ooh. lot of it is oh, really fun and yeah, beautiful that, that arrangements of the existing themes We did in one the game. milk bar track, right? Yeah, we did one. Uh, I'm going to do a track that's simply titled Milk Bar, and this is the music that plays... Very simple. Um, I think the first time you enter into it in what's so wonderful, it almost sounds like it's out of the Mario series. It, it almost has even like a Wii shop channel, like eShop music cool. um, nice. vibe. It's very jazzy. It's kind of Latin-y and the types of harmonies feel, um, I guess you could describe it as Koji Kondo jazz. Cool. Um, so I'm really excited to share this one with you guys. Let's take a listen to Milk Bar from Zelda Link Between Worlds by Ryu Nagamatsu. Thank you. 
listening to Milk Bar from Zelda Link Between Worlds. It's adorable. Composed by Ryo Nagamatsu. Uh, this is an incredible score because um, a big part of Nagamatsu's job was to rearrange and reorchestrate Koji Kondo's music to Link to the Past. Not an easy task. I mean, such incredible iconic music, it really needed to be handled with care. And I think he did a bang up job with that. And the new music that he composed, I think most of it really sits alongside uh, with Kondo's music and uh, just so much delightful writing. We talked last time about all the almost Baroque-inspired counterpoint, but I just thought this one was so much fun. It really felt like Mario. Um, yeah, very really good I, I jazz chords. Yeah, it's and, wonderful. Um, I, yeah, I like what you said about uh, sort of being reminiscent of shop channel music. Right. But it's neat getting this, uh, getting that in like this harpsichord. Uh, voice and right. then there's that distant click clacky almost clave it's it's just thing. adorable Tomoyo Tomito would eat this up this sounds oh, like something you would so do right. cuz he's so good at writing really cute music but it's also jazzy you know right and it has a yeah it has a little bit of an attitude and just also, a slight edge something to, yeah. about when i hear that harpsichord it reminds me of him too cuz there's a lot of harpsichord in like Kirby's epic yarn if you remember oh right like almost almost all the music was like harpsichord but it was jazzy Boy. Jazzy harpsichord yeah, it does it for me. Yeah, I think definitely video game music like part is, of the is, Nintendo universe. It's translated in into that well because uh, I think the sound of like a Super Nintendo sample or even mm-hmm. an 8-bit synth, it's abrasive, it's plucky, it it strikes you right away. So I think um and it, you know, it's not a very complex sample. It's yeah, and then also don't sample. you typically not have like a lot of volume control right. with harpsichord? Right. So that feels video gamey too. Yeah, that oh, that's so true. I think we're moving on to Marty's pick. Ooh, I'm I'm excited about uh, all the songs that I brought in today, but I think I might be particularly excited about this one. Ooh. So, um, you guys have probably heard about the NES game Little Samson. Does that yeah? Does that ring a bell? Mm-hmm. I've um, seen it. We're not going to listen to something from Little Samson, but I somehow stumbled down a YouTube rabbit hole that was talking about that game, and it was developed by a studio called uh, Takeru. And it was from a former Capcom employee. Huh. And the first game that they made when they left Capcom was this game called Kokoron, only huh. available in Japan. Never heard of it. And I am loving this soundtrack, guys. Is and it Famicom? It is. Yeah, it is for the Famicom, not for the disc mm-hmm. system. But it was not available here in the States. And the cool. two composers were Yoshiji, Yokohama, and wait for it, wait for it. Takashi Tatishi. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's so, wonderful. Uh, what we're going to listen to and uh so what we're going to listen to is a little medley I put together that features music from uh like a select screen. So more Takashi music. Yeah. What a great <laughs> and find. more Takashi like select screen. Wow. I wonder if wow. this is another music. entry that was maybe recently added in the past couple of years because Takashi's like library of yeah, what he's credited for has been yeah, added a lot. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. It seems like it's expanding. So there's a that sort of select screen, and then there's a couple of stage themes, and so we'll hear a little snippet of uh, each of those, and there will be uh, another track uh, later uh, later in the episode from this game as well. Here we go.
listening to a medley of pieces from Coco Ron. How do you spell that? Coco Ron? C-O-C-O-R-O-N. It's so weird. I've never heard of this, never seen this. Um, this is crazy. Yeah, this last track, this is the most DuckTales thing I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, it's really like like the moon. It's bluesy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's Capcom, like vintage Capcom sounding. Uh, there's actually moments when that vibrato, the Pulse channel, did remind me of Mega Man 2. Sure, sure. Um, and yeah, everything that I heard, all those tracks were just very strong in the groove department. Which yeah, and makes there's a sense. lot of shuffle-based stuff in this score. That is that's fine. Stage one uses the um, the other doodles duty cycle of the noise channel for the sort of a metallic thing. thing. Cool. Kind of thing. Oh, yeah. nice. That's cool, man. Really cool find. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that, man. You know, it's cool Love this idea of uh, Takashi Tateishi music being like unearthed because it's like getting yeah. new music from him, but retroactively. It's very interesting. Well, I'm gonna actually move on to a track that actually fits quite well it's it is modern but it does feature the palette of like an old school nintendo game boy this is a chiptune actually so what's exciting is this is going to kind of be a nice prelude to next week's episode topic we're going to do more modern chiptunes next week which i'm really excited to kind of to get back to that because i don't know those those episodes really lend themselves well to just like, you know, a lot of our listeners are at work, you know, maybe doing something that's not the most fun. But if you have great music to kind of groove to, it helps the day go by. So I'm looking forward to that totally. next week. I'm going to play a track that, that will not be featured next week, but it's quite cool. It's by Dub Mood and Zabutam. That's the name of the two chip tuners. And this track is called Super Squatting. And yeah, uh, I, I think it's really cool. I think you guys will like this. Why squat when you can super squat? <laughs> Here we go. You guys are listening to Super Squatting from Dub Mood and Zabatom, which are two chip tuners, uh, Zabutom, I should say, uh, that that work together to make this. And their names did pop up a lot when I was um, looking into some some great modern chip tune stuff. This is really cool. Uh, you know, it has that that kind of octave dance bassline, and it really got me to think that like I would love to hear like uh, an actual modern like club like pop song that featured some sort of like chip. Bass. I think that would be oh, a really yeah. cool oh, and actually fitting sound for like 2017 pop. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we we hear a lot of times those sort of aliased uh, sounds mm-hmm. and those sort of bit crushed things yeah. and a lot of different kind of video gamey synths. I think oh, it would that be would really be awesome. cool. I mean, boy, this this track was oh, this is amazing. I mean, it's a jam. It's really there's so much happening kind of at all times. It's 
almost assaulting you with uh, with some of this chiptune goodness here. And one of my favorite things about chiptunes is we hit this palette that's so nostalgic and familiar and maybe, I guess you'd say, charming to us growing up with video games. But it's these long-form jams with solos and all these other sections. This right. is like a four-and-a-half-minute song that never right. loops. And, it's well, yeah, and so much of that scene is about showing off. You yes. know, it's almost, and I don't mean to be negative, but it's almost like the demo scene no, you're right. in that right. regard. Right. I particularly love the drum sound, mm -hmm. actually. Like, I think it's just, yeah, on its too. own, it's a great drum sound. Like, the snare really hits, and, like, it feels I really I totally biting. agree, man. Yeah, and you guys should be excited for next week. So this basically didn't make the cut of a playlist that we're going to have next week. So next week's playlist is, oh, is wow. pretty incredible. I found some phenomenal stuff, and that just goes to show that that's a scene that we should, you know, check in with every once in a while. Yeah. And perhaps is maybe even growing. Mm-hmm. I would say so. All right. Mm. Will, boy. Well, I'm going to do something that uh, Marty actually turned me on to, um, but you guys remember uh, the music to Wing Commander 3 and 4 oh, yes. by uh, George Oljay, um, a fantastic composer, and I, I remember just loving the music to particularly Wing Commander 3 because it had some incredible themes and uh, a oh, and wonderful, had that rich orchestral style. Not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. He had the Kickstarter to um, re-record that music with an orchestra. Um, but this comes from a game called Shia, which I believe was an MMO uh, game. It came out in 2007, um, and it has an incredible orchestral soundtrack. Uh, the theme I'm going to be playing is called Anthem of Shia. And unlike some of that Wing Commander music, this actually was recorded with a real orchestra, and it's pretty incredible. Uh, I, it has an Arabian flavor which is really lovely but there are certain moments where the chords kind of remind me a little bit of Wing Commander so uh, without further ado let's take a listen to Anthem of Shia Anthem of Shia. I also love that title because I think it's completely appropriate. This is very just like you want to pump your fist in the air. It's yeah. so heroic. Oh, I thought you meant confident. that it reminds you of Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Does it not? Is that just me? This harmonic uh, move right here really reminds Shia. me of Wing Commander and especially that. Yeah, it's very yeah. Wing Commander. It's 90s film score to me. 
Well, I love how strong that that theme is, and um, like it, like horns and choir doubled, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's really powerful. But then there's that cool kind of ostinato, right? Like, simultaneously for yeah, some it reason it was a powerful moment for me when the violin was added to that melody where you had yeah. I think you had the choir and then the violin which was kind of panned to the left came in that was just like a really powerful moment to me yeah no, I know. yeah, I know yeah you can tell this is a guy who really belongs in uh, the film music world and those are you know where his influences are coming from this music some of it sounds Maybe John Williams-y, uh, oh, but sure, it's just yeah. so rich, and it's wonderful to get this kind of orchestration in a game. And this isn't exactly the most recent thing; ten years old now. All right, Mr. Marty, up to you. Okay, this <laughs> this is one that I'm probably the most excited about. Yet it is extremely brief and is not an original piece of music. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, I'll start with a question. Do you guys know the very first project that Koji Kondo had at Nintendo? Punch Out. It's actually... Volleyball? Basketball? Devil World? Some, Devil World. So there's actually, there was uh, a title, you can't even really call it a game, that included uh, a manual and I think some oh, other accessories. Nintendo Family Basic. Called Nintendo Family Basic. And I do remember seeing Co- that. And uh, it has a lot of there are a lot of different sort of uh, features within the game. One of them is something called a a music board and you could Hmm. enter little Japanese characters like cell by cell. And Koji Kondo's responsibility was writing these arrangements that he print that would be printed in the manual. Wow. So this isn't music that is actually loaded in the game, but it was typed out in the manual. And so, geez, people at home would then follow along and enter it. So what we're going to listen to is the very first thing that Koji Kondo worked at at Nintendo. It's an arrangement of Happy Birthday that's printed into a manual. Wow. And I luckily found a video of someone online that had entered all the manual songs. Um, So without further ado... Um, and this is this public is, domain, so it's yeah, okay. Yeah, this is public domain now. Holy um, crap. A really interesting piece of history. This is an origin story, folks. <laughs> yeah, enjoy. Okie dokie. Wow, that's So they put wonderful. it into Family Tracker? No, so this was somebody actually entering the characters in the music board in the game. Nintendo Family Basic had a way to actually create music. Wow. And I think actually there may have even been some games that utilized Family Basic as their means of uh, implementing music. That wow, that's incredible. a nice little piece I mean, of history. What's so now we can say we've played the first Koji Kondo. <laughs> for yeah. that to be like his first thing at Nintendo, I mean, obviously I know that he he clearly was an excellent musician and composer before then, even if he hadn't really done much. I am so curious about But he clearly has a very rich sense of harmony. Well, and there were a few other... Uh, a few other tunes in the manual. Um, none of none of them were original pieces of music. There was actually some Japanese TV show music, and uh, jingle bells, and I think one other sort of folk tune. Um, 
but this is actually the very first the first song that appears in the manual that is crazy i'm glad now we can say that we're the podcast that's played the very first koji kondo video game composition you really <laughs> hear some uh, jazz roots in the writing and it's done in a nintendo style of the time right you know right. it's like that's a, so yeah, incredible like yeah. yeah it really reminds me of that early kind of arcade nintendo style like clue clue land or something like that how fun. That's wow, super that's, neat. That's man. cool. Thanks that's for a fun that. little moment. All right. I'm excited to move on to some some awesome Ease music, right, guys? Wanna sure. play some Ooh, Ease cool. stuff? So I just love this series and I was excited to to hear that there's a brand new entry that just came out. Ease uh eight was just released not oh, too wow. long ago. The, the the full title is Ease Eight Lacrimosa of Dana. Oh wow! And Dana is all caps. It's just a really catchy title that just rolls yeah, off the tongue, is. right? Um, and I was of Paul Dano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was really excited to check the soundtrack out, and it's quite good. And there are certain pieces that just feel like classic ease. I absolutely love this style. It's rocking. It's it's but it's very pretty. Um, and it's just kind of, it's just quintessential video game music. Now, is this released for uh, PC or for consoles? Um, I'll have or? to double check that after we listen to it. I'll, I'll double check. But this this track is probably one of my favorites. It's Lost in Green, and it was composed by Falcom JDK. In this case, it was Hayato Sonata and Takahiro Unisuga. Let's take a listen to Lost in Green. love this track it's so endlessly melodic and endlessly entertaining you guys are listening to lost in green from ease 8 composed by hayato sonata and taka hiro unisuga and marty the platforms were the vita the playstation 4 and pc oh wow god this is so good i mean right away an immediately appealing melody and it and it's happening at a tempo that you're not used to for the, right? those sorts of instruments. And then when the beat and the groove and like like you're saying, the classic It's a cool mix too if you have some kind of a more traditional or like ethnic instruments with like the flute and stuff and like that marimba kind of sounding instrument. But then also the rock band too. It's only in video games would that all come together. And there's no question that it's it's kind of cheesy. Uh, but it just—it's just so happy. I just—I just it's smiling. So it's earnestly it. done. It's yeah. very unpretentious music, and it is tapped into that uh, wellspring of classic retro game music. At I mean, the end of the day, it's it just, is so charming to good hear melodies. that same ease bass rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's back to you, man. 
Well, I'm going to keep things in that kind of retro game music rock cool style. Beans. I'm going to play a track from a game called The Maze of Gallius. Uh, it's a game that came out for the MSX. One of and my a favorites. Port of it, <laughs> a port of it came to the NES. Um, okay. This is a game by Konami. So it has a really fantastic mm. soundtrack. Uh, the composer who worked on the MSX title, his name is Kazuhiko Uehara. Mm. And... Um, I believe that the MSX and NES soundtracks are different, and the NES one was done by a whole slew of Konami composers, including Kinuo Yamashita. And I believe what's the name of this game? Well, it's called The Maze of Gallius. Um, and what's interesting is the theme that I'm going to be playing is from the NES version, but the melody also exists in the MSX version. So this is a piece that was composed by Kazuhiko Uehara and implemented for the NES by um, a whole slew of excellent Konami composers. So let's take a listen to Castle BGM from The Maze of Gallius. Castle BGM from the Maze of Gallius, composed by rockin'. Kazuhiko Uhara. Boy, that really hits the spot. Yeah. It's I, oddly catchy. There's something a little bit odd about it in a good way. Like It's gonna, it's one of those earworms where it's sure. like it's unique to the point where it's not like something you've really ever heard before, but it's still catchy, and the groove is just so appealing. Right. It's kind of harmonically wandering, um, but I, yeah. I just like that it's written in that 80s video game style with the harmonized mm-hmm. uh, in third. Dude, this is pairs. a treat to get more Uehara, Uehara music. I'm a big fan of his. He's done some great work for Konami. Um, I like the, the stuff he's done for the Ganbar Goemon series. Like, he's one of the lead composers on uh, Mystical Ninja starring Goemon, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite Super Nintendo oh, scores. Boy, right. Yeah, I love that stylistically, uh, it's in the sort of genre of the plucky, optimistic, ancient music. But yeah, harmonically, it's it's kind of... yeah, it's kind of uh, mysterious or almost a disturbing in an, like, in an appealing way, though. What that, a cool track, man. Yeah, that also feels kind of uh, in a video game music style where you have something that maybe musically is more serious or emotional or even tragic, but is presented in this fun, up-tempo is rock Is it just way. me, or is if they would change the groove, this could kind of fit at home in a Zelda game in some ways? Yeah, I could see that. Ooh, if it wasn't I could see it dancing. having a lot of presentations. Yeah. All right, Martismo. Okay, so uh, I think I said a few minutes ago that we would hear another track from Coco Ron, everyone's favorite uh, Coco Ron. Hooray! <laughs> so um, this uh, did not make it into the medley because uh, I wanted a chance for us to uh, hear the whole thing. Um, so again, this was composed by Yoshiji Yokohama and our beloved Takashi Tateshi. And um, <laughs> yeah, this is probably the the most Mega Man-like track 
in the game. Uh, and I love the sort of primary theme. For me, I was immediately brought to mind um, of a Foo Fighter song from Ooh. Wasting Light. Uh, Wowzers. Which one? Uh, see if you can see okay. if you can. And now, uh, Marty, is this is this your pick today for your track of so, the week? So yes, I should also say this is my pick for track of the week. Okay. Although I can tell by the uh, the quality songs everyone's <laughs> playing, um, it'll be a fierce battle. Yeah, this is going to be quite the c- competition. I'm so excited for yes. that. All right, enjoy. That's the jam, dude. Dude, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. This is Wonderful. this is just so fun. What's um, the name of this track? It's called Stage 5. Stage 5 from Coco Ron. Coco Ron. Holy moly. I you know what? Coco now Ron. that I'm seeing like that T to Taishi, I feel like he actually did work on some Batman game. Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We haven't looked into that very much. Did yeah, I was curious that? about that too. Uh, I just started to look into that okay. one, but I'm uh, I haven't looked into the whole. whole now score it's yet. possible he didn't compose; he just worked on it. It's Actually, hard to say. it looks like that's one he might have composed okay. on too, because there's a whole lot of credits where he's like a sound designer. But I think that's one of the few Konami games that he might have written music for. Dude, this is a jam. This is a classic t- Takashi composition. This is just—it's rocking. It's very pure melodically. The melody's very simple and poppy, and that—that bass line is just killing it man yeah fantastic melody for those yeah of you it does feel like it could home, be a little bonus Mega Man 2 stage this is great for those of you listening at home I believe the song that Marty was alluding to was Dear Rosemary off mm-hmm. the Foo Fighters album Wasting Light Rosemary yeah, yeah. it's kind of yeah. the chorus we know that similar. Dave Grohl just loves Coco Ron <laughs> <laughs> that's been stated in every interview I, he's dude, ever I bet done. he would love Takashi Tateshi I he mean, would oh my gosh he'd probably yeah. eat that stuff up they should, they should make an album Group. together yeah <laughs> that's a super <laughs> band right there okay all right so that was marty's pick now we're going to move on to my choice for track of the week really excited to, to share this with you guys okay so there is a series of video games that recently i was starting to look into and every single uh game that i looked into the soundtrack is incredible just really really good a lot mm. of real playing a lot of nice sequence stuff a lot of relaxing kind of uh, acoustic tracks, a lot of more rousing, rocking stuff. Just really, really awesome. I definitely feel like this series is something to maybe focus on on the podcast. And I guess I would call it the Atelier series. Now, pardon me if oh, I'm not Atelier. if I'm not pronouncing it right, but um, it's something like that. And the name of this game is Atelier Firis, The Alchemist and the Mysterious Journey. Ah, the Alchemist and the Mysterious And the Mysterious Journey. Journey. You get both. <laughs> and uh, the name of the track that, that I picked this is a big a big score, and I thought this was so cool, so unique, is Pororoka. 
is the name of this track, and it was composed by Tatsuya Yano. I just, I'm in love with this track. I hope you guys enjoy this. Pororoka. This is my favorite thing I'm bringing in today. Um, yeah, I, wow. I. Oh, that was great. I was blown away by this, and the score is phenomenal. Everything I've seen from this series has been great. This is Pororoka, composed by Tatsuya Yano. Um, having that solo violin with the wide vibrato mixed with like the metal rock band is something that I only hear in like modern video games, Japanese video games, and I wish I would hear it more often. Now, this is a brand new game. This came out in 2016. Uh, oh so it's, it's very, very new. I'm so happy that we're still getting this awesome music that has such a video game identity. Uh, how about how about this acoustic guitar melody oh, here? So cool. it, oh, and then the flute comes in. It, I could talk almost for a whole hour about this track. And cool. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that great rhythm in the acoustic guitar. And then uh, there's a, a point where like everything comes comes together, and it's mm-hmm. just like they're just giant sort of orchestration. Yeah, Carl, I got to say, so far your playlist is is taking the cake today. Yeah, oh, I mean, man, just man. amazing uh, track. I mean, there've been there've been times when that's not the case. There've been there there have been <laughs> times be the first when you to phone it. it in, but no, yeah. oh, no, thanks, but like yeah, usually I, I I try to feel competitive and like you know I can. Bring well, I think something, the reason for that is because we've is waited so long. I've had how many months? Six months to kind of as time goes on make little notes of things like, ooh, that's I want to share this later, you know. Gosh, um, I really so. should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, so the track that my final track today is a track uh, from a different game in the series. Oh, neat. That oh, was nice. actually brought to my attention by uh, one of our Twitter followers. So we'll, that we'll get to is that. Oh, cool. neat. Okay, Will. Uh, well, my pick for track of the week, uh, just to take a step back for a while, um, some of you may remember uh, for 2016, the piece that we considered track of the year uh, was something called Artificial Intelligence Bomb mm-hmm. by Naruto. Um, and that doesn't mean that that track came out in 2016, but that was when we were introduced to it. And since then, mm-hmm. I've been really obsessed with this Japanese chip tuner. He goes by the name of uh, Naruto and... Um, 
because his website is all in Japanese, it is hard to find some specific information about him. Oh, yeah. sure. uh, but I've spent a lot of time there, and it, it looks like he does uh, chiptunes in so many different styles on various different platforms. Oh, and this wow. particular one really caught my ear because it was it was less um, show-offy and it was less about um, showing off the technology and it was more just a representation of his complete understanding of like old school game music writing. Cool. This is a song mm. that's basically written in a Nintendo style and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Um, I translated the Japanese and it came back as untitled. So <laughs> this is untitled chiptune and in parentheses he wrote simple style. So let's take a listen to Untitled Chiptune, Simple Style by Naruto. Untitled Chiptune Simple Style by Naruto. Oh, Naruto, it's not so simple. Come on, give yourself <laughs> credit. This guy's got to love Jake Kaufman. Uh, uh, it just really reminds me of the expressivity that Jake gets out of these old sound chips. Right. You know, I, I saw Naruto's name a lot when I was kind of, you know, researching next week's playlist. He's very active and in a lot of really cool compilation projects with a bunch of different people. His name comes up. So he's he's very well, you know, regarded in this in this community. Yeah, I mean, I just think he's uh, as good as it gets. Uh, I love his chip tunes. And what I, I, I really admire his versatility because when you think right. of what's great about Artificial Intelligence Bomb, it's almost the opposite of this. It's very flashy and show-offing the hardware. I mean, it has a fantastic melody, but it's really about this uh, really tight, solid groove. Yeah. And this is a piece that is very kind of pastoral and seems like it would fit in in like... Bits of it feel Zelda-ish. Bits of it feel... Right. Um, it's just I guess, very Nintendo. I guess he does have a point. It is simple compared to artificial intelligence. Right. <laughs> well, and it's just... It's it's a real treat to experience a new piece of music like this. Uh, yeah, that could, you know, live in the world of Link's Awakening or right. a great Koji Kondo score or something. I, but this yeah, I completely agree that there are Jake Kaufman-y elements in terms of like some of the ornamentations. And there's that moment where you have like that kind of jazzy cross relation where um it's like a major chord with a minor right. third well yeah melody. so i mean the overall palette and vibe of the track is simple but it's a composer that has a lot of command so over, much like, confidence crazy in the writing, yeah. like you know changes and yeah so it, it, the overall result is and I would it's say a it's very it's like I don't know to me it's a perfect NES arrangement because each section features um 
a different kind of technique and even though it's done in a quote-unquote simple style sure. having the triangle giving that the melody for the bridge section is really nice it, it it still feels like he's thinking about it in terms of orchestration you know all right mr marty back to you oh right Wait, we have to decide our track of the week Oh crap! Oh wow! <laughs> okay, so I don't know how we do. I've always way. wanted to witness this as a you know fan of fan of the show. All right, so it's I not nearly as elegant here. as you may think. Basically, we just do it. We just, so we just on shoes. Like a one on one on one. Then right. Yeah, so no, let's uh, let's have do. Carl and I go first, okay. and then the winner will battle you. Oh wow! Okay. Thanks, so you guys. get kind of a first round Yeah, I buy. think that's on, that's only fair as a new soldier. You know. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. Well, I'll take notes on your uh, combat. Here we go. Ready? Okay, dude. On shoot, right? Yep. Rock, Rock. paper, scissors, shoot. Ooh, okay, I will got that one. Scissors, so it's me paper. versus Marty. Okay. Uh, I go. had a scissors and Carl had paper. I feel like so many times it's scissors and paper. Mm. I feel like I've said that a lot. Okay. Marty, ready on shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I win. Naruto, Naruto. is untitled. Naruto is. Track of the I week. I feel really sad about that. I don't know. I feel like that, that track uh, that I brought in was a little better but it was pretty amazing uh but you have to would you will since you're the, the victor would you allow two track of the weeks i would share some of the spoils you in would fact, allow an extra bold? i'm so generous let's have three track of the weeks oh my in god fairness i don't know about um, that that would be cool though <laughs> magnanimity be really think about it. spreading to the kingdom no i want to celebrate all this music so okay. let's have three okay I'm but a little just let worried. the record show That's that I cool. won. I just I'm a little worried this is going to open a can of worms. In well, you could does put victory mean nothing anymore? Oh, I am the victor. One time only. I am reaping the spoils. Well, are you the kind of person who would make a trophy that's like you know participation award? Everyone wins. Uh, no, it's hard to participate. But I really would make. Hard. I would give everyone a first place trophy. <laughs> oh gosh! If you're not first, you're last. Name that movie. Uh, CNN Talladega Nights actually oh okay alright Marty I think it's time to finally move on to you oh okay so um, have either of you guys ever played the mobile game Two Dots no. have you heard about this game it sounds thrilling I've played Three Dots yeah this game actually has uh, as you get as you progress Three three Dots Four Dots it ends up having a whole, oh, whole lot so of it's dots kind of spoiler alert how many dots are at the very end Oh my god! Just well, I mean, you could galore. say that every so single dots. game dots is just a collection dots. of dots. I mean, it's probably Ooh, like true. thousands of dots. I actually could like go for squares. some dots after this, guys. Yeah, I wonder if they had some kind of corporate sponsorship. No, but it's a really well-designed uh, puzzle game built on a really uh, simple mechanic, hmm. and the soundtrack to this game is amazing. I was first exposed to it actually at a band practice. Um, for a band I was playing keyboards for hmm. briefly and in the sound system of our practice room somebody had their, their phone hooked up to it and it was like oh what is this is this like some kind of crazy TV score or I thought it was like it's almost like a John Bryan-ish hmm. kind of a thing and they're like oh no this is this is like my phone right now with a level from two dots on Wow! so it's a really unique uh, palette I would say for video games but if you take a listen uh, I think it actually fits alongside any great video game tune so this comes from two dots which the score was composed by Cody Uhler and Ross Warriner and they also uh, and they also did all the production and a lot of the performing on this this particular track is called Dusty Dots
Dusty Dots from Two Dots. Isn't this so much fun? It's too good. I don't understand why these mobile games are getting such big budgets, this amazing production that we're not getting in console games. Well, I mean, I think we are getting it. We're getting it once games. in a while, but I don't know. I, I guess maybe, I guess the, the moral of the story is it doesn't really matter anymore. Well, it's kind of exciting. It does seem like right now in the mobile space and maybe in some indie games, uh, and maybe in some indie games, there's, there's, uh, there are artists that are coming from more of like a American production kind of, uh, American like production background. Mm -hmm, right. like, to me, this almost has like, uh, has elements of a John Bryan production with almost like a Herb Albert well, kind of trumpet melody. I'm so right. glad you brought this in. You know what? I, it makes sense. It's like, really, this track could have been very cheap to produce. All you sure. need is a solo trumpet player, a solo violin player, and then you could have done the rest of it yourself with right. a laptop in, you know, anywhere. In a pretty so good it's like sample library. Really, what it comes down to is like live players just add so much expression and legitimacy to, to music and it just it can't be overstated in my opinion yeah I agree okie dokie moving back to me here so I'm excited to play this this is a track by Alberto Effing Gonzalez ooh uh, this is a, a track he did for the Game Boy for the game Hugo 2 anyone oh, I played Hugo 1 and 3 but okay. <laughs> two is a blind two. spot for me. I was out of the country and I just I missed it. Hugo two for the Game Boy Belt by Alberto Gonzalez. This is a really catchy track. It's very poppy. Uh, it kind of sums up you know Alberto style in a good way. This is the title screen from Hugo two. Enjoy. guys are listening to title screen from hugo 2 for the game boy composed by alberto gonzalez it's so catchy you know the groove that he establishes in more of that minor progression is really cool the instrument switching is effective and then the the main melody comes in it's so happy and just positive very catchy um just just great stuff yeah boy and uh this is really this is really perfect for for the game boy uh i love the sound of that pulse on the and the lead in the A section, like you're yeah. saying. But yeah, this uh, call and response with that, that cute little dicka, dicka, chirpy yep. answering phrase. Right. Oh, that's it's Alberto so, is such so a cute. wonderful composer. Yeah, it's uh, expanding the, the instrumental sound by doing that kind of instrument switching because you get a change of register and a change of timbre that makes you feel like there's more instruments than there are. This is really great. Super catchy. Super and cute. Simple. You could say this is simple style. Simple style. Simple style. <laughs> All right, well, but it's you got, title. Do you have another simple style track for us, Will? Uh, this is not a simple style track. This is from the hotly anticipated 
brand spanking new Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. What? Uh, I stayed up late um, to get a Nintendo Switch at midnight at launch. Is which this the I first time that you've announced doing. on the podcast that you are? I think a I tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I remember for the Wii U, Carl and I um, did it together, and we even tweeted a picture. What's kind of crazy is our podcast has gone through an entire like generation. an entire console generation for Nintendo, and even then some. Uh, but I have just thoroughly enjoyed playing this game. It's incredibly massive. It's it's a a bit of a departure for the Zelda series, and in many ways. And what's interesting about it is I've been very apprehensive about the score and hearing Nintendo talk about how there's going to be much less music in the game. And uh, really, to any of you who have played it, you will notice right off the bat that it is quite silent. And Which is interesting because if, if Zelda is famous for anything, I mean, I know we might all be biased, but I mean, maybe Final Fantasy comes close, but it's really at the top of the list of games that are known Games for the music yeah that are just famous for their music and really depend on their and music so yeah. what's interesting is the music that is there is for the most part quite subtle and very atmospheric uh the visual style is meant to evoke like a studio ghibli film and the score is very hisaishi uh esque and a lot of beautiful light piano, piano music and i think right. it's all incredibly effective and i understand the choices personally i wish i was hearing like a hyrule theme when I'm just rolling around the overworld but there's some incredible village themes and there are some wonderful moments of orchestral writing in this score and I wanted to show that off to those of you who may or may not be Switch owners and have some uh, fears about this game I want to quell a little bit of worries and show you that there is some amazing music in Breath of the Wild the first thing that I'm going to be playing from this soundtrack because I don't want to give away any spoilers I'm not going to set up any context for these Uh, this is called Divine Beast Va Ruta Battle. Let's take a listen. listening to Divine Beast Varuta Battle theme. What I think is so incredible about this is, again, I don't want to spoil any context for the film, or I don't want to spoil any context for the game. Sorry, we spoiled it. It is actually a film. (laughs) um, That's the biggest spoiler of all. No, but I I, I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, this is action music. This is during, like, a battle, or I guess you could say, like, a boss sequence in 
the game and it's just so overtly melodic and has this really gorgeous theme and this is probably the first moment in the score that I felt that I thought felt really distinctly Nintendo and I got a lot of vibes from the Mario Galaxy series and it reminded me a lot of Skyward Sword yeah, I, also I'm really happy to hear this because from what I had you know watched of the game I hadn't heard anything even remotely like this so I'm, I'm happy that there are well the game moments is just like so large I mean I, it feels like it's like 20 times bigger than Twilight right Princess. but I mean I, I just to be fair I mean I probably watched seven eight nine different moments that could have had more melodic music and there just wasn't right you know some of the cutscenes I thought were just kind of throwing those moments away yeah so um, there's so two, I'm, I'm there's... happy that there are moments like this there are there are lots of wonderful nice moments and just beautiful village themes and again a very effective score I agree with you I, I have noticed a lot of places that I feel are missed opportunities but the music that uh, is there when it's good it's really good this soundtrack was composed by Manaka Kataoka primarily with um, and additionally composed by Yasuaki Iwata I have a feeling that Manako I have a feeling that Kataoka composed a majority of like the principal orchestral music in the mm -hmm. game. Sure. Um, and it's really wonderful, the stuff that is there. I agree with you. There, there does exist some music that's done with virtual instruments and VSTs. A lot and, of it, yeah. Uh, some of that has, has uh, stood yeah, out that, to me Yeah, that surprised me first, first uh, coming across some of those pieces. Yeah. All yeah. right, Marty, back to you. Cool. Well, I'm really excited about this next piece. We actually got the opportunity to briefly meet this composer at MAGFest. His name is Gareth Coker, mm. and he was uh, he was a, a part of a panel along with Austin Wintry and Dave Wise and Alexander Brandon, and was mostly discussing uh, this game. And the game is Ori and the Blind Forest. Uh, I think some of us out there listening are, are familiar with this. Uh, this is one of the more, uh, this seems to be one of the more popular pieces from the soundtrack and uh, incorporates the main theme of the game. This is called Lost in the Storm and it features a vocalist, Aurelie Brightman. And, uh, awesome. And again, this is composed by Gareth Coker. was a gorgeous piece of music dude thanks for bringing that in oh my gosh yeah, yeah i i Breath, uh, i felt i felt bad when we were watching the the panel that i wasn't exposed to the soundtrack because just the way that they were describing it it sounded really fascinating and Whew. i was really overjoyed listening to this and i've got to say uh really do you guys uh, do yourselves a favor and check and it really, out yeah. yeah oh my god we could maybe score. have them on the pod yeah, that was really outstanding music 
Okay, I'm really excited uh, to move on to a track composed by one of all of our, I think, favorite video game composers. We actually play uh, one of his compositions in the live Mercado band, and his music is just, it just feels good. You know, it just feels good to the soul. This is, of course, Naoshi Mizuta. Oh, sure. Oh, gosh. And, yeah. you know, every once in a while I go back on his website or go back on his Wikipedia page and look to see what he's been up to recently. And there's a, a very recent game. Uh, I'm trying to remember how many years ago it was uh, that he composed. It was him and another composer, and we have a breakdown of the tracks. This game is Arcadia no Aoki Miko. And a name of a track that he composed was called Shrine Maiden Prayer. It's very, very sparse, very relaxing. Um, this is almost music that would maybe help you fall asleep. Let's take a listen to Shrine Maiden Prayer by the wonderful Naoshi Mizuda. beautiful you guys just listened to shrine maiden prayer from arcadia no aoki miko composed by naoshi mizuda marty what was your thoughts yeah there's this world of uh jazz and classical influenced sort of a j-pop writing that that i think a lot of us sort of cut our teeth on Mm -hmm. when uh exposed to video games in the 80s and 90s sure and for whatever reason uh it feels a little bit more rare sometimes Mm -hmm. these days so Boy, this is really special listening to this track. Yeah, Naoshi Mizu is one of my absolute right, favorites. Right from the first moment. Oh, God, yeah. so good. It's an incredible melody, and I feel like he is so intentional with the way he harmonizes things. Sure. He has this incredible uh, vocabulary, vernacular with um, jazz harmony, um, and the way he introduces that into pieces that have a bit more of like a film music or almost classical sound always feels very tasteful to me i really enjoyed the presentation of this piece how it started with that harp kind of sound because you weren't getting full presentations of the harmony so there were just little um tidbits that implied Mm -hmm. a kind of a jazz voicing but it also still worked in a classical harmony seemed to like grow gradually yeah grows gradually that's so important for a track like this because it starts out it's just giving you the basic melody and introducing the the tone of of the piece and then all of a sudden you know the first jazz moment was really when you had those uh kind of moving harp chords dun 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 those descending harp chords 
that was probably the first moment of okay he's evoking some more you know complex extended right. chords and gosh i love neoshi mizuda all right will boy well for my last track of the day i'm going to play something else from the legend of zelda breath of the wild uh cool. again i i highly recommend this game it it really Phenomenal is quite fantastic game. and um it, i do think it also is something that grows on you i was not um necessarily on board right at the beginning i i didn't know how i would feel about an open world zelda and i i think all of us have a bit of a chip on our shoulder about the direction of how little music there is in the game uh, at least seemingly at first yeah it seems um, to be the only thing about the game that there's really any sort of slight controversy yeah over, so i i it definitely is something that had to win me over, but there are moments that I, I don't know. You just have to throw your hands up in the air and say, that's amazing. And one of them, again, I don't want to give away any context. Hopefully just revealing the name of this track, uh, won't be enough of a spoiler. Um, but I, I, I sort of have a challenge for you guys. This is a village theme and it utilizes a pre-existing melody from the Zelda theme, um, but based on the intro, I challenge you to figure out what uh, theme it is because I think it's going to be a different one than you're expecting. So without further ado, let's take a listen to Rito Village. <laughs> Are you surprised? I'm very surprised. Oh, boy, I'm great. very happy. I well, while you were playing this and I was watching you um, earlier this past week, I was like. I just know there's going to be moments like this where mm -hmm. they really go for it, and I'm so glad there yeah, are. The this village is themes are gorgeous. There's there's a few villages that I've gotten to in the game, and a lot of that music I really um, was eager to share. Uh, but this just blew me over. I knew because I know uh, the Rito are like the bird characters that live on Dragon Roost Island. I had mm. a feeling they were going to hint at this theme. But what so delighted me was uh, that opening gesture that was so, right. uh, I guess of the style of Joe Hisaishi in very Japanese and just gorgeous well, and then that moment when the uh, the strings come in with that major seventh harmony and right mm -hmm. honestly I think if the game had opened with that or you heard something like that yeah. during right. the 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 opening titles I mean yes it's very it's very much the opening of Ocarina of Time in many ways but yeah I think part of it is 
it's just not a front-loaded soundtrack. Right? The opposite. It's there's, like a front There's like one little moment <laughs> of, of music towards the beginning when it actually has the title Breath right. of the Wild, and it's like a 30-second music cue that's g- gorgeous, and it hints at some of the primary themes. But then hmm, right. for the majority of the first few hours of the game, um, it's very sparse, minimal piano interludes that are locational, um, and all the moments of music are really nice, but you are left feeling kind of alone, especially just for those of us that have played Zelda games for decades and are used yeah. to kind of hearing that music. I don't necessarily disagree with uh, the decision because it is effective. I just, mm. as a fan of that music, I'm really yearning for more. Well, and you just, you don't want the feeling um, that you're not necessarily in good hands or, or doubting that the game will provide that music and so that's yeah it is weird. that's maybe a new sensation i guess right. one thing that's i'm i'm still a little bit scratch my head about is that you have to wait so many hours for that uh level of music um i mean because i i don't know like we, there are a couple little moments in the game again i don't want to give away spoilers but seems... i mentioned that moment at the beginning and uh there's certain objectives that when you complete uh your but it does feel when you like ride you're on the grasping horse, at like straws a radio though station, i, I like mean gta yeah you can, <laughs> you i, I understand like the, the scope of the game that you know they they made a choice and went with it i guess i don't know i'm just that that was so great i just wish that that would be the palette of the entire game. I know that's not realistic. I mean, I think but... it is, though, the palette of uh, a lot of the game mm-hmm. is that palette. There's just not a lot of music. It's not that there's lots of music that's The majority bad. of what I've heard has been piano, though, only. Yeah, but a lot of that isn't exactly like um, theme music like this. I mean, in the villages, this kind of sound is the norm. Um, it's in like Hyrule Field when you're just wandering out in the open where it's very minimal, but the music is reacting to the environment. So when you get on a horse, there's a it's still piano centric, but it's a different kind of hmm. uh, music and it's sure. locational. Think, if you get to a shrine, you'll hear this kind of right. cue. I look you get forward to, to playing the game all the way through and, and having some time to sit back and, and think about it. You know, I'm still fresh coming off of our spotlight on Skyward Sword, you know? Right. So it is, and it's that's, hard that's to That's what I said last week. This. It's oh, like, sure. we're going to look back at this soundtrack mm-hmm. as being so quaint and so full of incredible melodies. Um, and uh, from my experience playing Breath of the Wild, even though it's incredible, it does feel like um, I'm really hungry for yeah. any theme when it does arise. All right, Marty, I think it's time for your uh, last track we're going to talk about today. Well, I think this might cheer all of us up. Uh, I know when I finally realized that I'd be able to share the song this week, I was just so happy and yeah. I, I couldn't stop listening to it. So basically I want to be above board and I want to follow the rules of Super Mercado Brothers and the rules of show and tell. Um, Are you playing but, a death metal track? <laughs> but studying past episodes, I think I'm actually within rules here. So a little bit of backstory. I wanted to see if I could p- find an obscure Koji piece of music that we hadn't heard. And we hopefully got that little taste with this mm-hmm. happy birthday. And I desperately wanted to play some kind of Masato Nakamura, mm-hmm. the father of Sonic music. But the reality is, as we all know, he only composed two video games, right? right? Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. Otherwise, he's busy as the front man and songwriter for Dreams Come True. Well, as it turns out, and some of you may know this, there is a DDR-style game. DDR, I think, is that's fair fairground. Okay, it's a video a game. DDR episodes right. on this show called Dancing Stage featuring Dreams Come True. This is a Konami mm. game 
actually at the arcades and it featured a, uh, a selection of different dreams come true hits and so it's an excuse for me to play one of my very favorite dreams come true songs Haritara Ine and uh, unlike a lot of the sort of driving rock of Sonic, this is kind of a shuffly swing. Mm. Feels so good. Awesome. Um, so yeah, let's listen. And when we get to that chorus, just let all your fears float away. And then everyone on Twitter, try to encourage Carl to make a Sonic-style remix <laughs> of this song. Uh, I would just love that. Awesome. What a great way uh, to kind of close up your uh, selections today, Marty. This is so fun. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I was listening to this. I, I was playing this track on repeat this week, and I, I just haven't felt that happy in a long time. Yeah. Gosh, uh, when that chorus great. kicks in. Oh, yeah. Really good. And and again, listeners at home, don't don't you want to hear a Sonic-esque Carl Brueggemann <laughs> style oh, man. Uh, Sonic track with that Sonic snare? There's so many Dreams Come True songs that that would be cool for. You know, there's at least a couple when he actually used Sonic melodic material. Oh, right, right. Not just like the, the Sweet, Hill Sweet, Zone. Sweet, yeah. but there's that uh, Starlight you? Zone yeah. track called, I think, called Marry Me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I one day, it's on my bucket list. I want to <laughs> cool. interview... I want to interview this man. No, actually, you know what I want to do? We were joking about this on our <laughs> car ride back to our from our gig this past weekend. Is um, if I had a, like a lot of money, I would go to Japan and I would basically hire Masato. I would say, all right, I want to commission you to make Sonic Three. Imagine that that game didn't <laughs> right. exist. Like the next Sonic game the levels, in your yeah. tradition that you established in the first two. Here are the levels. Go to town. Oh wow. Get the get the original implementer uh, Setsumaro who implemented the first two right, and right. gosh, yeah. All right, so guys, uh, we had a wonderful time showing some some great video game music that hopefully some of you haven't heard before. We're gonna play out with my last selection here, and I do have to give a shout out. This was brought to my attention by uh, one of our Twitter followers, Zach Walton. And it's from that that series that I was talking about that I that I played my track of the week's uh, submission. This is the I guess I would say the Atelier series. So the name of this game is Atelier Sophie. 
And the name of the track is Scenery of the Town Daytime, composed by Hayato Asano. It's very pleasing and relaxing and a great way for you guys uh, to kind of, you know, end this episode. One thing to plug is uh, thank you for everyone who's been leaving us nice iTunes reviews. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Mercado Brothers. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Like us on Facebook, and our website is supermercadobros.com. We should definitely not let Marty leave before mentioning uh, your new project with Will. Well, yeah, I'm excited to... uh... I'm excited to have sort of an expanded role in the Mercado family universe, uh, if you will. Yeah, it, it really is a universe or a almost a galaxy Mar- Mercado <laughs> galaxy. Super Mercado galaxy too is. Yeah. So uh, we've introduced the second show in what we're calling the Mercado brothers network, which is a show called underscore. And it's a podcast that focuses on film music, takes a sort of non-uniform, uh, structure to really deeply explore the very best film music. And that's a show that Will and I host uh, every Tuesday. So you can get your video game fix on Monday and your film music fix on Tuesday. Perfect. We're going to play you guys out with Scenery of the Town Daytime. Beautiful way to end. Beautiful episode. You guys are beautiful as well. Thank you so much, uh, Will and Marty, for making this a really fun show and tell. A oh, really great a picks all around, well. guys. Yeah, Carl, my hat is Pounds. off to you. I, I think you are the victor today. Oh, I thank you. Marty, that, I'd have to that Masato what a fun track name. and the Koji thing are definitely some of the highlights. And uh, Takashi Tateshi, it seems like you're... You've been a bit of a game music historian yes, lately. Yes, yes. I think so. Yeah, I've been. Um, yeah, I think I've been compiling a, a few of those tidbits and looking forward. All to right. Sharing. Well, enjoy this track, guys. My name is Carl Brueggemann, and I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. And I'm their brother Marty. Thanks, guys. Peace out. Mm-hmm.